Well, hey there, everybody. Jake Dungan, finally back here with you, as is the Bite Size Baseball Cast. That's right, we're back again after an extensive hiatus, which was triggered, of course, by the global coronavirus pandemic. Hope everybody's staying safe and healthy and uh, following the local and national ordinances and guidelines so we can get back to the lives we all enjoy. And for us baseball fans, that includes getting back to the ballparks to support the teams we love and for those of us here in Cleveland, the Indians have been playing, and I'm sure we would like to be watching them, especially after what they did this weekend against the Tigers, uh, taking three in a row against them and running their win streak to 20 straight games against the Motor City Kitties. And that is a franchise record for the most consecutive wins against a single opponent for the Tribe and second in baseball history for the longest win streak against any opponent. So good on the try for continuing their dominance in Detroit and really continuing to turn the tables from what was really a uh, dominant era by Detroit just several years ago. And obviously the Tigers are more down on their luck and are trying to rebuild. So got to take that into consideration too. But given where the Indians were and where they are now after this weekend, I think they can take this and run with it if they really want to build on it. So uh, good things happening for the tribe, but all, excuse me, also some uh, drama going on in the news. We have, of course, Zach Plezak and Mike Clevenger currently not with the team and rather at the uh, minor league alternative site in Lake County after they had broken protocol by going out on the town in Chicago after a game against the White Sox and potentially putting the team at risk for exposure to the COVID-19 virus. And while, you know, there's a lot of mixed opinions out there and people are ready to move on and want to get Clevenger and Plezak back in rotation, you know, to me there are some things that are just more important than baseball and more important than winning. And you know, there are people who are going to say that winning is everything, and this team hasn't won since 1948, so why are we letting something like this get in our way? But this is a different situation. We haven't endured something like this in a century, so nobody here knows what the protocols look like and how we should go about treating a situation where somebody breaks protocol. You know, this is more than just a night on the town and, you know, them not adhering to curfew rules or something like that. This is more about them breaking a trust with the team, which if you read the Jeff Passan article that was posted today, it was a very informative and very telling of the situation in the clubhouse because usually the Indians are pretty tight-lipped about airing their dirty laundry, but I don't know if this was done by design or rather they just weren't as resistant to letting the story get out but you know there was a lot of there was a there was a lot of discontent in the clubhouse and a lot of anger and a lot of frustration with what uh Plezak and Clevenger did and you know Plezak coming out with his sort of tone deaf uh Instagram video talking about how the media was just blowing it out of proportion and didn't even mention how his teammates were really uh disheartened and frustrated and angry with him and I think that the fact that Oliver Perez of all people stood up and said hey if this 
these guys are allowed to come back with the team. I'm opting out. I'm walking. And, you know, there are a lot of people on Twitter who are saying that, well, if I have to choose between Oliver Perez and Zach Plezak and Mike Clevenger, and no, 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 this is not what that's about. This is about Oliver Perez, the most senior veteran on the team, really stepping up and leading by example and showing what true accountability is all about and saying like, hey, these guys broke our trust and they potentially exposed us to a very harmful virus and... Not to mention that, you know, you got a guy who's talking about vulnerable people uh, concerning this virus. Uh, Carlos Carrasco is definitely among the vulnerable pop population, having just gone recently gone through treatment for leukemia. His immune system is, you got to assume it's compromised, even if it's, even if he doesn't catch it. You just, you can't break protocol and risk exposing him like that. And I think that the team as a whole really took a stand and said, Hey, we know you guys are good and you guys give us a better chance of winning, but you know, you guys got to face some consequences for what you did. And whether that means they're just going to be gone for a couple weeks and then come back, that may be the most likely course of action. Or if it may mean one or both of them ends up, uh, being, a sent away from the team, either by a trade or by a release. I doubt they would release them. I doubt, I'd, rather see them get try to get something for them but if you're asking me i think this is more about you know them seeking punishment in the form of a couple of weeks of lost service time and i know that's really going to affect somebody like mike clevenger who could lose a year of free agency because of it and you know there may be a fine and in some other penalties lesser penalties involved with it, but I think ultimately we'll see them back with the Indians this year. Now, this offseason may be a different story, but that's a discussion for another time. So, in my opinion, the Indians handled this very well, and where some people see some disarray and some drama in the clubhouse, I know that's something that nobody really likes to see in sports. I actually see the team taking a stand and really holding their teammates accountable, which speaks to just how much uh, camaraderie and how much solidarity there is in that clubhouse because they're not letting anything skate by or letting anybody skate by no matter who you are or how good you are. They're going to hold your feet to the fire, which I think speaks volumes in itself and really speaks to the, the leadership and accountability principles that uh, Terry Francona has established for years with this team and why I think as long as his principles, even if Tito is gone, uh, if his principles remain established, this team is going to remain one of the most accountable and, and have the most solidarity of any team in baseball. And when you look at what happened with the Marlins and the Cardinals, you know, they, they had to shut down for a few weeks, and maybe there were some internal conversations we didn't hear about that had a similar tone. But the I think that the Indians, in terms of this pandemic and the potential exposure, even though there weren't any reported positive tests or positive cases, I think that they handled this the best of anybody. And I think we're going to really see that even if it may not re translate into wins right away, I think it's going to translate into uh, stronger bonds in the clubhouse and a willingness, a stronger willingness to fight for their, 
the team and fight for your teammates and make sure to hold them accountable when they're not uh, living up to par in terms of their uh, end of the bargain. So I think, you know, this is not a great time for the Indians, but it's also, I think, a time we're going to look back on as potentially a turning point because it's no coincidence to me that right after this all went down that the Indians went out and swept Detroit and not just that they swept Detroit because they can sweep Detroit any any time within the last couple of years but the circumstances with the offense and how were they much they were struggling and then what went on in the clubhouse this past week and all that drama there the, the fact that they went out they had some fun they got their hits they strung hits together and they really played loose and confident baseball and they really went out there and felt like yeah we can win we not only should we beat these guys but we can beat these guys and you know you can point to that and say hey yes they should beat the tigers the tigers are horrible but the fact that the indians were the lowest scoring team one of the lowest scoring teams in baseball they had the lowest slugging percentage in baseball and they hit five home runs yesterday as we record this and you know, you could really see, and Sunday's game in particular, they were just having fun, having a good time, you know, messing with each other, and despite what had just transpired a couple days before, you know, they they're all okay. They all seem to be okay, having fun and enjoying themselves out there and really showing that they're confident in what they can do. So I think rolling into this these next couple of series, which should also be fairly easy quote-unquote and you know even though nothing in baseball is technically easy uh you got the pirates and then the tigers again coming up this week two more of the league's worst and the league's bottom feeders even though the tigers have been playing better this year uh the pirates have been abysmal the tigers we know the indians have their number they should really get some mojo going and Moving on to a more happier note, kudos to Franmil Reyes, who has really turned up the heat this week and shown what he's capable of. He's seeing the ball well, he's not striking out as much, he's not swinging at bad pitches, and he's crushing the baseball. I mean, that one home run, he had two on Sunday, but that one second one he hit, that went 453 feet, Ooh, that might as well have been 453 miles. That thing was crushed beyond belief. Even before we saw that ball land, my wife and I just watched that swing and the reaction of Reyes on TV during the broadcast, and we were just like, whoa, that ball was smashed. And, you know, to get see Lindor get three hits was an encouraging sight, given his struggles. To see Ramirez continue to swing it well. Hernandez continue to swing it well. Uh, even Sandra Leone getting involved. Uh, I think that this lineup could see, look a whole lot different and have a different complexion if Lindor continues to build on this, uh, Framil Reyes continues to stay hot, and you continue to see good hitting from Jose Reyes, Cesar Hernandez, who I really love, by the way. He's a great addition to this team and has done everything the team has asked him to and more. So great pickup by the Tribe there. Love him in the leadoff spot. And, you know, Santana can start to get that back going, even though he's walking at a Barry Bonds clip right now. Um, it's really starting to come together offensively for the Indians after weeks of just what seemed to be endless futility and some wasted pitching performances by guys like Shane Bieber, the aforementioned Mike Clevenger, and others. 
you know, the games that they should have won but ended up losing because the offense couldn't provide them run support, I feel like we're going to start seeing that trend turn around a little bit. Um, not trying to get ahead of myself here because I know, again, it's just the Tigers that they beat up on. We'll see how they continue to build on this. But I, I'm getting good vibes from this team moving forward and this offense moving forward. And, by the way, Shane Bieber, I tweeted out after his start on Saturday, or during his start on Saturday, rather, that I had the pleasure, as many did here in Northeast Ohio, of watching Corey Kluber in his prime and working working a lineup like a surgeon, carving through hitters and methodically working at bats. You know, I never thought I would see that again with the calm demeanor and the the uh, surgeon-like precision, but Shane Bieber has risen to that level, and, you know, he's not the same kind of pitcher that Corey Kluber was, but, man, he takes his stuff, and he goes up there with a plan every time, and the hitters are just guessing every at-bat, it seems like, and he is, quite simply, the best pitcher in baseball, and I'm hard-pressed to find anybody who would disagree with that. Well on his way to a Cy Young Award, which he finished, I believe, fourth in last year. And it's hard to believe, just two years ago, two and a half years ago, uh, I was interviewing him along with others mm -hmm. at Canal Park in Akron as he was the opening day starter for the Akron Rubber Ducks. And he would eventually go on to make his Major League debut later in the uh, 2018 season and then pitch his way into the All-Star Game in 2019 and into the All-Star Game MVP and then eventually, as I said, fourth place in the Cy Young voting, which he'll probably rise to the top of that list if all this continues and all goes well this year. Uh, great stuff from Shane Bieber. And uh, last point, the bullpen. The bullpen has had its woes and ups and downs this year, but one place where we have the utmost confidence right now is in James Karinchak. This guy is somebody I've been watching for years in the minors. I've been singing his praises and saying, this guy is a future closer of the Indians. And not that people didn't believe me, but you know, when you talk about minor league uh, players and pitchers, especially, I think everybody's just like, okay, we'll see what happens when he gets to the majors. But this guy has been everything as advertised and more just nasty stuff, uh, high heat, and then over-the-top hammer curve, just nasty. He's got, what, 11 two-thirds innings under his belt now and 22 strikeouts. Just incredible stuff. And he is the future closer of the Indians. Brad Hand, I'm sorry. You just, hopefully you can figure things out, but your command's off. You're not getting the same bite on your slider as you once did. And that's just the way it is right now. And... Unfortunately, in a 60-game season, you know, you don't get afforded the luxury to be able to keep going out there and figure things out. And I don't know if Terry Francona is going to go to Karen Shack right away as the new closer, but I think, but he's seeing what we're all seeing as well. And right now, James Karen Shack is by far, without a doubt, the best pitcher in this bullpen and one of the best relievers in baseball right now, so... Hopefully he gets that chance and that role to be the Indians' closer because I feel like he's going to be a very effective closer for the Indians for the next several years. And anchoring him in the back of that road, to, or that bullpen rather, along with guys like Cam Hill and Nick Wittgren and, you know, maybe still keep Adam Simber around. Um, but they have some guys coming up like Nick Sandlin, Kyle Nelson, 
um, Robert Broom. There are a number of uh, young pitchers who are on their way up who could really solidify themselves in this bullpen as well. So rotation is solid, and even though we might be without the services of Mike Clevenger and Zach Plezak for a while, I think between Bieber, uh, Savale, and Carrasco, they're going to be okay for a while. I'm a little concerned about Adam Plutko, but we may see somebody like... uh, We may see somebody like... uh, Oh, what's his name? Uh, the lefty, uh, Logan Allen. Blanked on that for a second. My apologies. And we may even see somebody like Scott Moss or even Tristan McKenzie later on. So uh, they have some reinforcements. I think they'll weather the storm and be able to get through all this stuff. And I'm looking forward to seeing what the next several weeks have in store. They're about a little over a third of the way through the season. A game in it, about a game out of the Twins as we record this out of first place and putting some distance between them and the rest of the division so uh, I think the Indians given everything that's happened so far are doing about as much right as they can right now so hopefully things continue to trend upward Uh, final thought this week is following the Indians example just if there are protocols in place just just try to follow them we need to get back to normal we need to get back to supporting our teams and I definitely miss being at the ballpark this year. And I know there's been some inconsistency with what uh, the experts are telling us, but this pandemic is real, and we need to do what we can to make sure to shorten it as much as possible. So, you know, if that means staying six feet apart, wearing a mask, going out, um, uh, to me, I think it's a small price to pay. Let's just do it, get it over with, and uh, hopefully get back to enjoying our lives here and enjoying our summer. Uh, it's been, even with the pandemic, it's been fun to watch baseball again, fun to watch the Indians get back in action, and fun to watch some of these young players like uh, Bieber and uh, Karen Chak, and then watch some of these sluggers like Franmil Reyes and see Jose Ramirez get back to form, and hopefully Lindor is soon to follow. Um, the Indians have a, have a solid team, and I think that it can get better and get back to what we were predicting and projecting for this team in this lineup and this rotation. And they've, they've got a lot of the right pieces in place. Uh, they may need some external help. We'll explore that when the time comes, but this is a team that I think is still poised to do some good things this year. So Zach, please Mike Clevenger. Hope you guys are, uh, are really, uh, contemplating your actions and are able to come back soon. And, uh, win your team's uh, trust back and everybody else uh, keep up the good work it's it's been fun to watch especially this weekend um and let's let's keep it rolling we've got two-thirds of the season left and hopefully more wins and potentially playoffs and maybe a world series championship ahead i'm not letting go of that dream just yet so uh thanks for listening this week um Follow me on Twitter. I'm at uh, jdungan93, still uh, sharing my thoughts and opinions on baseball. And even though I'm not actively writing or doing any kind of journalism work anymore, I still enjoy uh, doing the analysis and some of the sharing some of my thoughts and opinions, which is why I do this podcast. Please be sure to subscribe as well to the Bite Size Baseball Cast. Uh, it's available on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, and other platforms. Just search for it. I'm sure you'll find it. It should be on iTunes as well. 
Uh, until next time, for the Bite Size Baseball Cast, I'm Jake Dungan, and I say to you, have a good one.